This is the Authority Partners Podcast. Hello, our beautiful listeners. Welcome to Authority Partners Podcast. My guest today is Lydia Mansour, and she's a business analyst at Authority Partners, and I will briefly introduce her. Her background is in IT and telecommunication industries as a business and data analyst. Lydia has a problem-solver mindset, always guiding her way, and that is very important for what we're going to discover today. But that's not all you need to know about my guest. As she claims, She's an introverted people-person data nerd, and I have to add, with really cool sense of humor. She's passionate about animals, music, movies, board games, and running as well. Her most luxurious consumer objects are books. Last but not least, among many other pets throughout her life, Luigi is her eight-years-old Persian cat. So, long life to Luigi! Today, Two of us will talk about importance of emotional intelligence from business analyst perspective. And I'm very excited that we will get an insight on this topic from this very angle. Hello, Lydia. It's great to have you in the studio. Thank you for having me here, Asia. How are you today? I'm, I'm awesome. How are you? Perfect. Lydia, for the very beginning, I would like to ask you one straightforward question. How did you decide to pursue a career as a business analyst and what was your main motivational factor? I always had kind of an investigative vein and an unsettled personality, you know, when it comes to problems. And this translating into the business analyst role means to understand what is happening, why is happening, to organize and to resolve problems. This is very natural for me, both personal and professionally. I began my career as a process analyst and then a data analyst. And ultimately, I believe the business analyst role is a pretty good combination of both. Well, I bet it is. And uh, <laughs> what is a role and what are the responsibilities of a business analyst in authority partners and in IT industry overall? I believe uh, we could segment into two branches. The first branch, I would say, is process modeling, the as-is and to-be scenarios. As-is presenting the desired process state versus the to-be presenting the expected process state. Also, the second branch is the requirements engineering that mm -hmm. contains the requirements gathering in which we have to listen to the client or stakeholder pain points, expectations, we have to, to do teams interviews, etc. We have to do, I don't know, gap analysis, root cause analysis uh, to understand their gaps, to drill down the numbers. And then lastly, we have to convert all this information to write them and to deliver to requirements to the dev team to actually develop the solution. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, well, that's lots of analysis. I mean, you just need to have a multidimensional approach, I would say. That Yeah, that's correct. And what are, are the skills required for a business analyst role? In terms of uh, technical skills, mostly data analysis and visualization 
lots of reporting, gap analysis, as I just mentioned, uh, a little bit of programming sometimes is necessary, and, and databases analysis, uh, user flow, because it's, it's necessary to understand the personas and who is using, for what is the purpose, and diagrams, and of course, technical writing. It's a big part of our job. In terms of soft skills requirements gathering, which, which requires us also uh, active listening, problem solving, I don't know, negotiation, empathy is a big one. Uh, clear communication, it's another big one. Uh, decision making, we have to know how to present this to, to other people, public speaking, and, and I don't know many others. <laughs> it's a mm -hmm. it's a big part. No, exactly. Like all the, all in line with the soft skills. Lydia, do you consider soft skills equally important as a technical skills for that matter? Tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't consider it fair to equalize them. I believe they have their own value inside their own spectrum. Uh, mm -hmm. per se. I believe they, they have uh, their value inside their own uh, frame. The technical skills, they are the knowledge and abilities needed to perform the jobs and duties effectively. They are usually easier to learn and teach. So for instance, if I want to learn a new programming language, I can go to the internet and do so. In contrast, the soft skills are personal qualities and behaviors that will reflect in your daily interactions. And they can be innate or developed. So where's the difference? You can ask me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. exactly wondering. Yeah. Is that, if you think so, uh, is that human aspects, they are not like machines. Uh, not always have patterns and codes for you to hack. Therefore, it, it will not, it will take more effort to develop. If you think about comparing technical skills and soft skills, it will take more effort to develop. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would maybe say they're equally important, but they, they, they come from diff two different sides of the brain of a person. Ex exactly, exactly. I got it. Mm -hmm. And what is AP approach when it comes to soft skills? Oh, amazing. Well, here at Authority Partners, we are fortunate to be part of a company that has learning as a core value and uh, not only invests in education, but also encourages AP teams to share their knowledge internally and externally. We have the soft Thursday training sessions uh, where uh, we have soft skill training. Apart from that, we have our educational portal, which is amazing, where we have a library, video trainings, documents uploaded, and loads of other materials for us to sharpen our abilities. And also for my colleagues, stay tuned to our calendar of trainings and sessions to not miss anything. Why and which soft skills you consider most important for a business analyst role? Ah. What would be kind of your top of mind? I think regardless of culture, personality, or any other aspect, that there is something highly effective and contagious and not very mentioned, by the way, that is good energy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and eight, bed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sounds logical. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sounds logical. And Asia, it, it would be really cool to have a dramatic pause and sound effect here. Ironically, of course. Like <laughs> yes. Good <laughs> <Smooth> energy. <laughs> exactly. In order to let the information sink in, and I'm kidding, of course, but uh, <laughs> but the reason is that this is one of the factors that helps you to connect with the stakeholders rapidly and effectively. And I really, really mean that by own experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but uh, of course, others can be the ones that we, we, we already know, like problem solving. And here we are utilizing our analytical thinking to resolve issues, strategic thinking, because it's usually related to resources, efficiency, empathy. Mm -hmm. And here I must stress this to put yourself in other shoes makes problem solving much more robust. And this all, yeah, this mm -hmm. also by own experience. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate just that a little bit more for our listeners? Because um, empathy is, you know, it's not rare to confuse it with a sympathy. Yeah, good point. So I'm a business analyst, right? So it's, it's kind of my comfort zone to think about the problems in my own perspective uh, mm -hmm. uh, and to come up with the solutions by my own perspective. But when I think about the problems as if I was the business owner, it's completely different. Different, it, different perspective, right? Yeah, yeah just, just kind of putting the lights on from different angles. Exactly, a different angle. So things t takes a different pr proportion, and I don't know. Uh, things makes a lot, a lot more sense. And as I said, problem solving becomes more broader and uh, robust. Uh, mm -hmm. is the, the word that I, I, I love to use for that matter. So oh, it's a good word. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So your project, your outcome, it will become more robust if you put yourself on the business owner shoes. Mm -hmm. You will think with their brain and you will come up with, with better solutions because you are thinking with their brain. You are having their pain. That's my rule of thumb uh, when I say the word empathy in that context. Moving forward, I would say that uh, the others can be bread and butter as uh, addressing conflict, negotiation and decision making that are present in our daily basis for all the professionals, not only the business analysts and presentation and public speaking because if you think so, you can be a very good professional, but if you don't know how to present your work, you might be in the shadow. Oh, um, that's really true. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, but in the end, what I want to highlight here is that if you connect the dots, emotional intelligence is related to all of them. It all comes to it. Right. So that's what I want to highlight here. In your opinion, what are top five emotional intelligence benefits in a business analyst role? OK, so number one, I think I would go with emotional intelligence helps you to connect faster and deeper 
with mm -hmm. your client or stakeholder. As I mentioned before, mm -hmm. uh, mentioning uh, the good energy or empathy or the other ones. The second one, I would say, consequently, it helps you to get high quality information, which leads you to high quality delivery, right? The third one, of course, it helps you to overcome challenges easier, helps you to be respected and valued. One thing that I would like to mention, and it's very, very important, is that projects, they have kind of a timeline. Uh, they have a start, a development, and an end. But mm -hmm. when we think about a human connection, and it, this is what emotional intelligence helps us with, we build a connection with a person. And mm -hmm. what we build with a person endures forever. And do not ever take this for granted. Because a project ends, but a stakeholder or a client that you work today, you might work with them, I don't know, in four or five years later. Maybe my tip here is don't take this for granted. Right. And uh, I'm uh, while you were talking, I was just thinking about a couple of things uh, like uh, if the energy is good, the results are better. And uh, as you said, people are tied to people, like the person to person. So with the emotional intelligence and adaptation towards your client partners, in that case, uh, you build even stronger relations. And that also improves the outcome of the project, right? Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it all actually, all five you've mentioned, they all kind of have impact to each other and they all go into the result of Absolutely. the project. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the whole point of emotional intelligence because we uh, all projects depends on people. They are dependent on people. So if we want better results, we need better relationships. So that's the whole point of emotional intelligence. And is emotional intelligence your natural talent or you learn these skills? Like if you learn them, can you share with us uh, your, about your experience? I don't really think that this is a natural talent of mine, but I, I was always keen on this topic, mostly because it's closely related to um, a personal development. My favorite subject of study, uh, along with psychology. Mm. And I'm trying to remember, and, and, and one of my earliest childhood memories uh, was trying to reach a book from my aunt's bookshelf. And um, uh, it was a collection of uh, four books named uh, How, When, Where, and Why, and I was trying to reach the one called why. So I guess it's almost funny to think, but I, I was always amused by why people do what they do. Yes, we do learn them, the emotional intelligence aspect. Firstly, by external and internal observation, I guess and questioning. People who question are often close to the answer than those adamant about their own beliefs, right? And secondly, theoretical study itself. A good start that I would recommend is the well-renowned book uh, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. 
That's a great book. And Lydia, let me ask you one thing. But when you mentioned that you like the subjects of psychology, what do you think? Like, is it possible that one uh, has emotional intelligence without empathy? Mm, good question. I don't think this is possible, to be honest, because you have to have the ability to connect with the other. You have to have the ability to put yourself on the other shoes and to try to to imagine the context that the other is living and I don't know to imagine the situation if you are not able to do that how would you be able to imagine the feeling imagine the I don't know I don't think this is possible I think part of a if you think about the pillars of emotional intelligence one of the pillars is empathy mm -hmm. so I think um, it will be broken. It, it will be broken. Emotional intelligence, it will, it will be broken without empathy. I guess it's, it's this like the main pillar. And if it's removed, then all other pillars are down. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. In which specific phase of your work you need to engage emotional intelligence and why this is important for success? I mean, for the successful process. And moreover, how do you apply emotional intelligence as a skill in your daily work with your team members and with the clients? If we think uh, as a business analyst, like overall, there is no progress under the comfort zone. And therefore, all progress occur under some sort of challenging situation. And as a business analyst, this happens in face of a defined stakeholder more often and in a phase of the requirements engineering. So in this phase, you have to show them first Okay, you, you can lower your guard. I'm here to hear you uh, and understand your pain points. And again, as we were just talking about, this is related to empathy, right? So first point, to show empathy to them. Second point, you have to show them I'm on your side. You can trust me. This is interesting because there is an experiment from Google that became very famous uh, on psychology safety that uh, shown that um, high performance teams, they need trustworthiness. So when you create this atmosphere of trustworthiness, you kind of raise performance. Second, I would say, show them that they can trust you. Third, I would say I want you somehow to show them that you also need, okay, I want you and I need you to respect me as an equal mm -hmm. because you not only want them to trust you, but you, you also want to be respected as an equal because otherwise how you will present your ideas and how you will be confident enough to confront them and to, I don't know, present your insights, etc. So this also raises works quality uh, almost 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. So what I mean with this is that this will dictate all the rhythm of the requirements gathering and the quality of the final development. What you have to understand is that in this first moment, it can appear as a step back. But this is you being strategic and making the moves timely. 
to the progress happen without barriers. So this is pure strategic. So these like three steps are uh, just the levels that we need to kind of implement into our business relations to meet success. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's you to having emotional intelligence enough to connect with them, kind of a building layers of connection to remove barriers in a later stage of the process. Yeah, it's maybe a bit time consuming, but on the other hand, it's so benefiting. Exactly. At the end, do you have any advice for people interested in this career path? I believe we gave an amazing overview throughout our conversation, meaning we need a good portion of technical and soft skills. But in addition to that, I would reinforce be malleable. And this is already a trait of many successful business analysts, but especially after COVID, we've seen that we have to adapt according to the situation according to the market, according to the client, according to the, the project, and, and so on. It's like COVID, it was kind of a so challenging situation that I can speak for hours about how challenging mm -hmm. it, it, it is and it was for all of us. So be malleable, uh, but also be diligent mm -hmm. because the world is changing so fast although soft skills and especially emotional intelligence are fundamental for our role we have to be up to speed with the new technologies you have to be up to speed with it i would say also to complement with this be visual for business analysts this is very important because a big part of our job as i mentioned on i don't know the first or, or the second question the tasks of our role visual we need to be visual for a lot of our tasks around 60 percent of the world population absorbs information visually. I think my tip here, find your way to take advantage of this happy path. Be confident, take advantage of this, be malleable, be diligent, be visual, and be confident. This would be my, my addition to uh, all of our conversation here. Well, I would say that, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the adaptation is the way to go. It's a sign of our times. Absolutely. Well, that all sounds great, Lydia. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. It was great pleasure talking to you. My pleasure, Asia. It was amazing. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for listening to the Authority Partners podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.